when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for when you leave this earth? Hmm. Uh, it's funny that you ask that question because, uh, um, and you know, like <laughs> you, 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 you've come over before and you've seen that. So I have on my wall, I have a bunch of sticky notes about just like, you know, things I think about a lot or like quotes that really resonate with me. And one of, one of the things on my like sticky note wall is like, who's going to be there at your funeral? You know, like who would be there at your funeral? And I know that's like kind of morbid, especially because like I'm, 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 I'm relatively young. Um, I just kind of like what I want to be remembered for is kind of like just making making way for for people that look like me and even for people who don't look like me i i want to be able to to resonate with people in that like i i'd like to think of myself as an underdog you know <laughs> i feel like everyone likes to do that but um just to have the confidence and the resilience to keep moving forward despite what anyone else says you know like for example like you know like one thing i think about is like okay if i die tomorrow like what would they say about me and what i like think what i hope you know if it's a good day um the people say like oh he he never gave up even if everyone else was kind of against him he just kept moving and um you know, if you, if you know a little bit about me and my history, like me and my family have gone through terrible, terrible things. But one thing I can say about us is like we're so resilient. And, you know, there's still, just because we're res resilient doesn't mean that the pain is, is gone or that we could ignore it. But the fact that we could take it and move it forward and, and turn it into something I don't know, at least for me, like how I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this, like if I can turn it into something that other people can relate to and it resonates with them and it makes them feel like they're being heard. Because I, I feel like that's kind of what everyone wants. Everyone just kind of wants to be heard. Everyone talks, but not a lot of people listen. And music can do that in a way where you can say like the, the shortest amount of words, the most concise words, and it will be exactly how you feel at that moment. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I kind of want to be that person for, for, you know, a good amount of people. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what I want people to say about me. It's like, you know, I didn't, you know, like I didn't know him personally, but I felt like he, he knew me and he gave it everything he got and he you know regardless of where he had he ended up that was pretty cool that was pretty dope i don't want to die a second death you know what i mean and i i, I remember this was kind of being thrown around uh, especially when like prince died but you know it's the whole thing about like you die once like you know in real life and, and stuff and then you die twice when, you know, the last person who knows you, like, says your name for the last time. And I don't want to die a second death. 
because I feel I have so much to say. I have so much to offer to the world, even if, you know, they don't owe me anything. And um, I want that. I want that for myself. everybody to Around Our Hype, you know, the show where I'm your host, Ronnie Haynes, and I'm here with Fatty, Fatty, half of 6-5 production crew. Gang, yeah, gang. Um, so how you doing today, Fatty? <laughs> chilling, chilling, you know, another day. Another day. Get out, got my laptop working today. That's a good Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully that won't be a problem in the future, but for today it is what it is. Again, um, this is Around Our Hype, where the show where artists and creators alike share their unique perspectives on how they create themselves every day. And we're here with the most musically musically talented person I know. And I told him this, so it's not like he's hearing this for the first time. I told him this a few days ago. I'm still blushing, though. Still (laughs) (laughs) got me embarrassed, man. Uriah, what's happening today? It's good. It's all good. What's mm. happening? Everything is happening. What's not happening? That. <laughs> I'm so honored to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm like, I'm already a fan of you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've told you guys, but I'm a fan yeah, of you guys. Fans, I love the fact that you guys are trying to give more of a voice to artists and creatives in general, and the fact that you guys have this platform, as well as like, you know, I'm more, I, I already, can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Do whatever you yeah. need to do, bro. This is your. I I, <laughs> I I already fuck with like you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! Language, bro. No. I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I already fuck with like the direction that you guys like are trying to go in. So, I'm all for it. Any anyone who like does any creative stuff and like is very supportive of that, you know, like I'm all for it because mm. we need more of that in this world. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. You know, we're we're big fans of yours as well. And if we weren't, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be here. You know? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. We don't have any prestige whatsoever. But yeah, um, again, you. I think personally, you're the most talented person I know musically. You just have so many different avenues you can go, and you're great at all of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no there's no hiccups in your game. And I personally, I've told you this before, but it was like a year and a half ago. I don't think a microphone does you justice. I don't think there's any type of recording software that I can actually like mm. mimic what you hear live. Because well, you did, you did this, and I won't spoil anything, but you did this collection of music for us in August of last year. Where you previewed a little something, was something, it? right? 
for me and Danny. Oh, was that was that Danny and I? Yeah, well, you and you and Danny came over. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And you you didn't have a lot oh, of it recorded. Man. You had about half of it recorded, so you performed half of it. And you recorded, and I was like, "Oh, this this recording sounds really good." And you performed it, and I was like, "Oh no 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 no, no, no. this dude is something different, bro." He's like, "I'm just gonna put a little something something together. Like, if it's not gonna be perfect, I'm just gonna." And you just went to like, <laughs> like I don't know what that was. You went into another zone, and I was like, "I'm getting this for free." Like, yo, he's really doing all this. And so that's, yeah, that's just a little bit of my fandom for you personally. Hopefully it's not weird. I'm not trying to make it weird. Or anything. Like, no, I'm not going to stalk you or anything. I, yes. No. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I appreciate all the compliments, all the support and stuff. And honestly, like, I kind of don't remember you saying that to me. But that's, <laughs> that's good. No, <laughs> no I, I appreciate that. Like, um, it's just weird for me to just, like, get compliments. Because, like, I don't know, like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just worried about it, I guess. But um, I appreciate it in the sense that, like, I'm glad that you feel that way, especially, like, you know, for live performance, because that's something, like, I, like, have been wanting to do and I have been doing for, for years. Like, I've been working on it for so long. And, like, um, for that to come through and for you to be able to see that and be like, yo, like, that's it, like, that that validates me so much, you know, in, in the work that I've done. It's so affirming. Um, Cause when I first started doing, you know, this music stuff um, and like, I, I did, I really, like I've always been about music, like ever since I was a kid. Um, but I didn't really take it seriously until about three years, like, like six years ago, more or less. Right. Um, and I was like new to like, producing and like recording and stuff because I've always kind of done my stuff like like how I honed my craft is like um in South City you know South San Francisco where we all kind of grew up (laughs) there was so many open mics like there was open mics going on like a ton and you know I would just go to each and every one of them and I would like yeah just perform and then I would see other people perform and I'd, I'd have uh, other people record me and I would just, you know, compare myself to like how I performed to like the people that I envied that I, I, I um, was looking, looking up to at these like live performance shows. I was like, man, like, I gotta be better, I gotta be better. And so I, I, I kind of explained why I don't have too many friends, but you know, I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time just like in middle school and high school, just like at home, just trying to get better. And um, that, that's kind of like the reason why I did a lot of like YouTube videos then. It was kind of just more for me as like a, like a, a marker. I was just like, okay, like this is where I'm at right now. So uh, where does the Raya come from? Oh, cool. Um, Raya, so I, you know, um, for people who have been kind of like following my music for years, I changed my name very recently. And um you know, so, uh, a few of the reasons that, like, one, I kind of really didn't like my old name, kind of didn't fit who I was, and um, there was already another person with that name in the Bay Area who's, like, very prominent, so I used to be, I used to go by, like, J. Anthony or whatever, right, and there's, there's a pretty big J. Anthony already in the Bay Area, <laughs> you know, it's, like, probably not the best thing to be, you know, if I come out, like, oh, J. Anthony, and they're expecting this, like, 
you know, mm-hmm. really cool, slick, like, you know, rapper dude, like producer artist who like, you know, collaborates with like Kehlani and whatever. And instead they get the small, like small Asian dude. Anyway, so Raya came from, uh, um, I was, I was conversating with my friend, uh, one of my closest friends, uh, Jamie, and I was like, I was telling her, I was like, yo, like, I really don't like Jay Anthony. I need something new. And she, she like, you know, was tired of me complaining. So she like sat me down, like made an Excel sheet. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna invite a couple friends or we're just gonna go through names. And just me and her would just like kind of go back and forth. And eventually she stopped on and was like, yeah, you know, like, like, oh, I was thinking of naming one of my kids, like, Hiraya, so with an H. And I was like, yo, that's kind of nice. Like, like I was like, <laughs> I was like coming into frames, like, yo, what's that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's that? Um, and the dopest thing was like it it comes the name Hiraya. Um one, it was already taken, so like, you know, whatever. Um, but the name Hiraya itself is uh, derived from ancient, like, Tagalog, so, like, ancient Filipino language, which I already thought was, like, really dope. And even more so, when, when she was explaining Hiraya to me, she, she was saying, like, oh, yeah, it, like, roughly translates to, um, like, fruit of one's hopes and dreams. And as mm. soon as I heard that, I was like, that's it. That's it. Nope. Because, like, it means, it, it means something great um you know it means something that i i i totally fuck with and it's like dialogue and it's like yeah i'm about it you know like that's that's my heritage right there of course i couldn't get haraya because there was actually someone in the philippines named haraya as an artist um so i just took off the h um you know and it looks cool and and it kind of fits in with with my my real name you know jeremiah haraya has like the same Aya and like I don't know, it looks aesthetically pleasing. And as as soon as I, you know, you, like if you you think of like names, if I don't know if you guys like try to do nicknames for yourselves before, but like you know you you write it down, and then you like look at it and you're just like, yo, this is it. That's the this one, feels yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was great when I like finally did the change right and like, um, I, I happen to have like a show like within the next couple of weeks or so. And they like kept referring to me as Raya. Cause back then when, 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 you know, I was still going by Jay Anthony uh, and people were calling me that, right. I just like, I wouldn't respond. Like everybody was like, but, but when like, they'd be like, Hey, like that's you. I'm just like, Oh, Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, that shouldn't, that should never be the response. You know, because if people, because the name has so much meaning into it, True. especially if that's your like artist name, that's your stage name, like people will gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. And if the artist himself, like him or herself or themselves, like are just like, meh, then what is that supposed to tell, you know, the audience or like the people who really fuck with that artist, like about that name? And so, yeah, when people were to me as a lie, I was like, this is cool like it's just close enough to my actual name but far enough it's, it's close enough to my actual name that like 
it feels right, you know, and I can respond to it. But it's far enough that like, you know, because it's too personal. Like my actual mm -hmm. name is too personal, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if if I like if like for example, like I think we're all really cool, right? I would love to you got for you guys, like, you know, when we're in person and stuff, like, you call me Jeremiah? Hell yeah. Like that, you know, like I fuck with you guys, right? But, you know, for out there, like Araya, like gives me a sense of, like, oh, I can be professional. I can be in a different setting, you know, and not have to like worry about like mixing the two. But I don't know, like for me, like what really what really makes it is that it's ancient like Tagalog. Like that's that's like a lost thing. Not only just like the meaning behind it. And um it also happens to be someone told me recently, because they were asking about the name as well, uh apparently afterwards. So Arai is actually uh, a word in itself and it, it refers to an indigenous uh people in the philippines so i'm just like yo that's that's kind of cool too like it all kind of like fits together you know what i'm saying and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no and you you mentioned your filipino culture and the fact that again it's coming up that you know we grew around the suburbs of you know, the data city, South city, San Bruno area. So yeah. my question to you is how does that affect how, or how that did that affect you growing into the artist you are today? A lot, a lot more than I thought it would, you know, cause, um, at, at least like for me, uh, so my, my parents immigrated from the Philippines. So I'm, I'm a first generation. Um, I mean, I'm part of that first generation, like, you know, American, I guess. So I was always kind of like in this, I've always kind of felt like I was in this weird space of, you know, like, yeah, I'm Filipino, but also like I'm American, you know, like it, it's, it was always weird to me because like, for example, if I went to the Philippines and said I was Filipino, I wouldn't feel genuine about it. I feel like I'd be reprimanded for it for saying I'm Filipino. And, and there's definitely a dichotomy between <clears throat> Filipino Americans and like Philippine, Filipino people in, you know, from the Philippines. Um, so that was always kind of weird to me, for sure. It, it makes me think about like the space that I reside in, for sure, because I'm just as American as anyone else born in the Philippines, uh, born in America. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that needs to be said for sure. Like, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like for example, like a white person born in America would look at me and be like, go back to your country. And I'm just like, dog, like, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just stand here then. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's weird. It's, yeah. I feel like I have two homes. I feel like I should have two homes, but I don't really feel truly at home in either area, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And um, I, I'm sure a lot of Filipino Americans, like, and, and just first generation uh, children uh, feel very similar. It also, <clears throat> it also feels like, feels more that way to me just cause like, I don't speak Tagalog, you know what I mean? Like I, can understand it, but I can't speak it back. And like, I feel like that's already such a huge thing um, in terms of like a cultural, cultural, cultural barrier between 
me and the people that I'm supposedly from. Um, but it's, it's affected me as an artist, especially because like um, the culture of Filipinos like seeps through, even if I'm American. Like for example, you know, karaoke. <laughs> it's a huge, I mean, that's really an Asian thing like a, mm. uh, uh, that you see a lot in like Southeast uh, Asian countries. Um, but that's a huge uh, influence on me just because like that's really what got me into music like my mom who has a wonderful singing voice it's like after she come she come home from work and she just like you know do karaoke and she'd always like ask me to like sing with her just because like I don't know I was always very enthusiastic about it and eventually just grew into this wow this is really fun like this is really cool and you know, getting older and getting older in, in, in South San Francisco. Like, there's a ton of, there's a pretty decent uh, Filipino population there, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I'm sure you guys would know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, a lot of Filipinos, I feel, are, are very creative. They have a tendency to be creative, even though a lot of them are encouraged to be, you know, like lawyers or like doctors, nurses, especially. Um, and that, you know, that, that, that contributed to a lot, like a lot of the open mics that I went to, like in middle school, like were um, orchestrated by like Filipinos and stuff. And I don't know, it, it was, it was a huge catalyst for me to have that experience of like, oh, wow, like, everyone's kind of doing it. I mean, a lot of them were kind of just doing it as a trend. But for me, like, that's what kind of, that's what got me into it. It's like, oh, everyone's doing it. And like, it's fun. And everyone's so supportive about it. And it's not about necessarily about like, who sounds the best. It was just like, hey, this is, this is music. Like, we're making music here. We're celebrating music. And to me, it just reminded me, like those open mics, like it kind of just reminded me of those, karaoke night for my mom you know we're just like just be singing to have fun and it yeah it, it grew to a love for music and I I I knew early on I was like yeah this is what I want to do for sure because that feeling has never left and I want to keep that and I want to be able to to give that feeling to other people because it's such an amazing feeling that that feeling of like even even as a listener, or at least for me, especially as a listener, like if I'm watching other people and I see them having the time of their lives, and and this is you know this is a huge plus, and they sound amazing. You just get transported to just a whole different world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's 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 hard to describe, um, but I know that every musician will try and like describe it as best as they can like through that music they will always try and get back to that place and i think that's such a such a beautiful thing you know so um stay on this so creative and artistic development path i know mm. that there are places that you want to be and there are things that you want to do and so on and mm. so forth how do you determine your goals personally for yourself um it i kind of think about 
goals for for yeah for determining goals i think about where i am right now and where i think i'll be in a period of time like you know I, i'm sure you've heard like five ten year thing kind of like that like a five five plan five year plan ten year plan whatever kind of like that but it's a bit more loose just because i know like i don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow you know what i mean like things change so much like for this year for an, as an example one of my uh like the mindset that I, I was trying to um push more onto myself uh at the beginning of 2020 was to be proactive not reactive because for a lot of my musical career i kind of you know i'm just like oh like they'll hook me up to collaborate they'll do this they'll do that like they'll hook me up for a gig and like nine times out of ten that's not the case just because you know like people have their own stuff mm -hmm. and I would try and like do that. So it, it's very kind of like feeling it out first and, and like for goals for me, like so to determine goals, it's like, okay, what, it's a lot of introspection. <clears throat> it's like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do immediately that gets me closer to where I would want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? Because you know, some, some people, some people are for this and, you know, like I respect to them, but I'm not trying to do this and have it be an overnight thing. I want to do this where I can be doing music for like the rest of my life. I can, if I'm able to, if I am lucky to, you know, but even like a decade or like a, a 20 years or whatever, like would be amazing for me. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, like what, I, what would I want out of that at the end of those, at the end of like my career? Like, oh, yeah, house would be cool. You know, a couple of cats, a couple of dogs. Like I don't honestly, like my goals for myself are, are, are really simple, but I know that in order to get to those points where I can have the privilege to be just like, yeah, I just want a cat. I just want a dog. There's so, so many layers to get there so many layers to get there like straight up like one of my goals and it's very i don't know it seems typical but it, it means so much to me like i just want to buy my mom a house mm. i just want to buy my mom a house because straight up like um me and my family move around a lot like a lot um and it you know it sucks because you know it, it, it kind of plays off into that thing where it's just like Again, I, I feel like I don't really have a home because it's always just like, okay, like, yeah, this is cool. This is a nice spot. But also, like, we might move in, like, a year again or, like, six months again. Um, <clears throat> and it's tough. It's tough. Um, and so, like, for me, I'm just like, yeah, like, I want to get to a point where I could just, the first thing I could do is just buy my mom a house because I also know, like, I don't know, like, my my mom's so selfless that she, like, even now, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, just, just stay, just stay, just stay with me if you want, like, she's, she, she's never been, like, that typical Asian parent, or just like, oh, you have a curfew, you have this, she, she trusts me, and that I know the right decisions to make, and actually, I was, you know, kind of a troublemaker back in middle school, not kind of, 
not really, not like, you know, I'd like go to like get caught by the police or anything, but like mm-hmm. I would definitely get in trouble for sure. Um, but yeah, really just thinking about where I am and where I have to be is like how I determine my goals. And they, the end goal stays the same. What changes is how I get there. And that's, that's, that changes a lot. Like, you know, like this year is, is a ton of stuff that, that went on. And so how I'm, how I'm trying to get to where I need to be change. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, I, I, I had so many live shows lined up for this year. So many. And it was like kind of big ones for me. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of them I had to essentially audition for and I had to like sell myself. Be like, hey, like I need to be here because I did this and I can do this. And it will be amazing. Like um, one of the big shows, one of the huge shows I was supposed to do was this Asian American music conference, right? And there was only six spots. Like, yeah, it was supposed to happen in SF. And there was only six spots open. And I got one of the spots. Instead, I'm just doing a bunch of, like, virtual ones. So, so really, the end goal is the same. It's just a matter of just, you know, how I'm getting there. Uh, it's a marathon. It really is, you know? It is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a marathon. And, like, you'll... For me, I always see the finish line in sight. The only difference is like the path changes all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of just like, shit, like, you just gotta keep going. Honestly, gotta keep, going. keep going and adjusting. If, like, yeah, exactly. Even if you're not even on the path, like the visible path, mm-hmm. you just, it's always within sight though. That's how I feel about it. So. Right. And doesn't everybody's path look different, right? It's like your path is not going to look exactly oh, like, yeah. say, Danny's yeah. path, right? Or any of your other, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, constituents. It's not going to look exactly like their path. So you essentially, as you yeah. create yourself, you create your path. And as you create where yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. go, you create how you want to get there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. So how important do you think it is to have an outlet when life gets stressful? really important it's quite <laughs> sorry i don't i was trying to be snarky about it no it's 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 essential it's essential like especially at the pace that everyone's kind of forced to move now like nowadays like with with, with the workaholic culture that we have even even things that are supposed to be just hobbies people are, are like kind of encouraging you to monetize it or to like maximize maximize enough that you could like oh it's like if you're gonna do this on the side you might as well make some money off of it right and like that takes so much from you know not that you can't because you know why not mm-hmm. um but like the main point of like having an outlet is to do something different it's to do something for 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 wholly yourself mm-hmm. right and I, I think people lose a lot of sight of that um, which sucks. Like, you know, like I have friends who are just like, oh yeah, I love painting. Painting is so nice. And, and then they're just like, oh, well, you can sell that on Etsy. You can sell that on Redbubble. It's just like, that comes with so much extra stuff. It's not as simple as just painting it, which mm-hmm. even just painting it in itself is a huge thing. It's like, 
okay, I have to market this now. I have to like ship it. I have to handle the, you know, like, okay, is there a ton of orders? Now I got to make sure that they all get to their destination uh, at the right time and when they ordered it. And it's just like, now it's, now it's a business. No longer a And that's right? supposed to be your side hustle. That's supposed to be your side hustle. And you're supposed to be like doing this outlet outside of your job, you know? So I think it's just as essential as anything else. Essential is breathing. Essential is eating. Because it's, well, you know, if you're eating like a healthy diet, like it's supposed to be good for you. It's supposed to just be different, <laughs> you know, different every yeah. time. The live show thing that you said, not a lot of people understand how much it takes to put on a live show. Like the logistics. A lot. Especially the way you do it. Oh yeah. It's not like you're just showing up and no, no disrespectful to anybody. No disrespect to anybody who just shows up with a mic and starts rapping or anything. But yeah, I've yeah. been there with you and your band, trying to get logistics done, trying to make sure everybody sounds good and pe- people and instruments are in the right place and stuff. Like just having to reschedule, like many of those, especially when you have to audition for those and just try to, like I don't think that people understand yeah. the amount of. And I don't even think they see it as work, right? But the amount of like yeah. effort and energy that goes in to out That's doing crazy. something like that, like even if it was just a hobby, even if it is a business, your effort, you know, yeah. people don't understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like yeah. you know, kind of, kind of like what you were saying about like how I do like live shows and stuff. Which thank you, by the way. Um, Thank you. There's so much rehearsals that go into it. That <laughs> there's so much rehearsals that go into it to make it look easy. Like it's so like when you see an artist performing and they make it look easy. For me, that's how I know. Oh my God, they put they should have put ten thousand hours into this. Because the confidence that you have to have in order to make that happen, as well as like you you know everything. Oh, I know where I'm gonna be. At this point in the song, I know what gesture I'm going to do in the song. And of course, there's a lot of flexibility for like improvisation. But that, that ability to improvise comes from experience, comes from that, re- you know, rehearsal process, just like practicing, owning, owning your craft. Um, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for pointing out um, like, you know, the work that goes into it, especially with, you know, with like a live band. There's a lot of management that you have to do you know because you're like okay what's everyone's schedules look like especially at this level where you know like this isn't like the main thing this is kind of like a side thing for them um so i was like okay when are you working when are you not working when can you come through oh only this amount of people can come through this okay and then it's also like for for me because um i'm writing all the songs i'm writing all the songs giving all the parts so I'm just like, okay, how can I teach it to this person real quick for this instrument? You know what I mean? As well as like making sure that everyone's engaged while I'm like, let's say this person, for example, is like having trouble with this part. So I have to be like, okay, hey, this is the note. These are the notes here. Ooh, you know, whatever for vocals. I need to do it concise enough, accurate enough, and fast enough so that way, you know, the drum player. Uh, yeah, the person playing the drums isn't like, oh, come on, like, when is it going to be me? And it's like trying to do that in like a span of like, what, two or three hours, which is, you think would be a lot, but I don't know. Because uh, 
it's music, you know, it's, it has to sound, it has to sound musical. It can't sound robotic. It can't sound like, oh, I'm just playing notes. It's never just playing notes. At least not for me. It's not. And it's like, you know, we got to look good while doing it. We got to look like it's easy. 100%. So why is it important for you to be an ally in the fight for equality? Oh, because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Like straight up. There's I mean, I could say a ton of other things and I, I probably will. I probably should. But yeah, why would I not? Like I'm just thinking about it, just like why shouldn't it be equal for everybody? Mm. Like why shouldn't everyone have the same rights? Like <laughs> like who am I to say, hey, that person over there, yeah, shouldn't have the same rights as, as you and I. Why? I don't know. He, she, they look different. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But even more so as to why I, I, I want to be an ally. And I, I, hopefully I am. And I'm, 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 I'm practicing what I preach. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a minority. And I'm privileged in that I don't, necessarily suffer the same um consequences of like systemic or like systematic like racism um but doesn't mean it doesn't happen to them you know for me it's it's trying to realize like there's a world outside of my own and for those people you know who have it worse than me well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like some people might just have it worse than me. And just like the thought of that, like, man, I get to enjoy this. I get to have the privilege of like being able to do music. Like I get to have hobbies and all that stuff. Like that's, it's, it's normal to me just cause like I, you know, my, my mom um, who's been so gracious enough to like, let me do these things, like gives me that freedom. And, you know, because Asians in particular are kind of seen as like, oh, like they're more successful and stuff. Like I, I, I don't get as much flack as other minorities. I mean, you know, Filipinos still do. There's no doubt about that. But like the, the fact that like, <laughs> like it, it was just crazy to me. Like what, you mean like this black man or woman or, you know, they or whatever don't can't have equal rights as anybody else <laughs> like why not yeah. like seriously why not it's so dumb because that's that's it's that's so archaic mm. and i feel like we should be past that now but of course that's not the case and because that's not the case that's why i want to keep fighting for that like i i have to because if not for me, if not for the people that I love and care about who, you know, just so happen to be part of these communities that, that, that don't really have these equal rights, then it's for, you know, eventually like the generations ahead of me. Like, wouldn't it be cool if like everyone, like everyone had like the same opportunity and the same rights and they could just, they don't have to worry about 
all this extra stuff. And, you know, extra stuff is kind of, kind of trivializing it, but you, you, no, you guys, yeah. you guys uh, get what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the right thing. And I will, I will, I will, I will die for that. Mm. Like straight up, <laughs> yeah. I will die for that. I believe you. <laughs> I just don't believe you, you know? It's like, yeah. wait, no. you say that, um, I get the trivial thing because it's not, it's not on the on paper level that it's racist, you know. Like we, our conversation that we had the other day, yeah. like there are so many yeah, yeah, layers yeah, yeah. underneath the. Oh, there's, there's so a many. law. Oh, there's a yeah. constitutional right. Oh, there's a. Yeah. It's a mentality. I honestly believe that until as a people, as Americans or as yeah. people who live in America yeah. or people who live anywhere in the world, yeah. if we are not mentally mm-hmm. and philosophically on the same page when it comes to looking at people, whether yeah. it be race, whether it be gender whether it be mm-hmm. um anything like size or any anything that segregates yeah. us with people we will not yeah. get rid of racism mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what yeah. law there is it doesn't matter yeah. what right yeah. what anything if we cannot mm-hmm. get there mentally to see that it's okay to mm-hmm. be different than yourself to see that there are different perspectives yeah. in this world then we might mm-hmm. as well chalk it up because we're not getting anywhere, but you should be willing to die for something mm-hmm. that matters, Isn't that, that actually matters. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to romanticize like being a martyr or anything, because mm. like, you know, I would very much like to live, mm. but it's like, that's, I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. And, you know, I, 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 I kind of grew up like a selfish brat. So like, it took me a while to like realize like, man, like, it really is about other people that you care about, you know? Not to say that I will, like, instantly love some stranger off the street, but, yeah. you know, like, my friends and family who, again, just so happen to be part of these communities, like, like, it means, it means the world to them. And they mean the world to me. So, like, why wouldn't what they're fighting for mean the world to me? You know, I was going to say, um, do you feel like your sense of responsibility as an artist to say any of these things that you're saying right now in your music or to live for any of these things in your music? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Cause from, from my experience, what I've learned, um, music, right. And music is such a huge part of, of culture. Like when you, have like culture it's a sign of the times mm. it, it's a sign of the times and it, it, it determines how good that society is if the culture is thriving mm-hmm. then you know the society as a whole should, should be indicative of like you know like like a, a, a well-off society um mm-hmm. and like artists musicians have always been storytellers mm. You know, they've always been entertainers, but they've always been storytellers. And so it's kind of like a responsibility. It's kind of like respect for the legacy of music and musicians just throughout history um, to do so. And even more so if it like, if it affects you. And to me, it affects me. And and here's the thing. I, I don't think it's, 
for everyone necessarily, especially if it comes off as disingenuous. Even so, I, I, I feel artists have a responsibility um, to talk about it. Talk about it, let it be known. Artists have such a huge platform um, and they could reach people other people can't. So it's important and it has to be said and it has to be said in a respectful, genuine way, you know, not just for like, oh man, you know, like I'm doing this and uh, I have a song out about like, you know, Black Lives Matter, but also if you want this like Black Lives Matter merch shirt, like, like, like that shit about Breonna Taylor where just her name was just being commodified. Like that, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so disingenuous. And, and just the, the message was forgotten. It just became like a popular thing to say as, as, as much as that hurts to say. Like, and that, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I believe it's an artist's responsibility. In one way or another. If it's not through music, then it has to be through other ways in their platform. For sure. I agree. Well, thank you for coming on. Tell the people how we find your art, how we support you. You know. Oh, is this a, was a plug? Oh, uh, okay. Plug. So, uh, if y'all care about what I post i guess if y'all want to keep up to date on me uh my ig is at monos for show uh it's m-o-e knows like knowledge and stuff and then for show f-a-s-h-o uh and the same goes for my twitter uh y'all can follow me on spotify apple music um for araya it's all lowercase um I should be sending a link to these guys. So hopefully they'll have it in their like bios or like wherever um, this is going to be at. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for my socials. Oh, I have a YouTube channel. It's also Monos for show. So if you want to see visuals of me, because um, I don't have a visual of myself at the moment, <laughs> please do so. like, subscribe, follow. All that Listen stuff. to the man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but subscribe to Round Our Hype, though, bro. <laughs> they the real yeah, ones for yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to do our part. Just trying to do our part. <laughs> oh, is this it? Is it my cue? God damn it. Oh, my God. That's so ugly. <laughs> Holy shit. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm crying. No, no, I'm crying. I love it's it. It's so man. ugly. I oh my god. It. No, I'm crying. Oh right Take a side. I'm gonna choose the right side. I'm gonna to choose the left. That, that is beautiful. Is so that is beautiful. That is oh my god. Where am I at? Where is that? No one's gonna ever want an autograph for me. <laughs> This is how it's supposed to look. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I love it. I did like this virtual open mic like three days ago, right? And they like, oh, like my name was on there. They showed like, oh, uh, next one up is Aria. Aria, hello, Aria to the stage. They're like, I... who the fuck is that? Is it from 
like Jiraiya, you know, like the guy from like Naruto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great character. All right. Yeah, great character. Great character, right? Um, also, if I'm talking too long, just like let me know. Like I don't want to. <laughs> I wanted you to say everything. I didn't ramble. No, no, no. I wanted you to say everything. You see it. My, me, and my friends were like really stupid. So you know, like <laughs> I, I was lucky to have that. <laughs> yeah. We're looking now. You either know what you live for nothing and die for anything. The point is, the point is, you should, you should live for something, right? Like, empathy is such a huge thing. I'm not gonna do that cringy ass thing where I'm like, oh, I'm an empath. Like, I hate, I hate it when people say that shit. Like, don't say it. Just, just do it. You know, like. <laughs> I'm trying to deliver something, you know. I'm trying to deliver something.